This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is Hammett. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast to support this show and get ad-free episodes and bonus episodes. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just have a bunch of stories. How are you? I'm fine. Um, just to let you guys look behind the scenes, we couldn't figure out why the recording wasn't working. It's because I just didn't plug in the microphones. That's so the where wheels we're at are today. coming off, that's, team. That's okay. It's 11 a.m. I am fueled on nothing but a very sweet caramel latte. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about Iowa, which is where apparently every story I covered anyway this week was happening. Really? Oh, good. That For means some I reason. can use all my music man knowledge. There you go. So in the Iowa State Capitol, uh, they have a uh, pretty much open forum when What's it comes to... What's the Capitol? Dubuque, Des Moines, Devonport, One of them. They have a policy where you can sign up to put your holiday display in the rotunda of the Capitol building. We're still doing this? We're still doing this. Okay. And again, why are they doing this? Because they want a nativity scene there. This is why they enacted this policy. They wanted a nativity scene there. Yes. And And they they don't care how much it costs the good people of Iowa to do. No, I mean, an outside group will do it. But they can't just let a nativity scene in there. So they have an open forum policy. You fill out the application as long as you're not doing anything we deem inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Fine. You can join in, too. And the assumption on their end, the Iowa lawmakers who passed this legislation, is, of course, only Christians are going to be interested in such a thing. Sure. And so that's never the case. And this year, the Satanic Temple applied for and got approved their display. They wanted basically a Baphomet mannequin. Um, it was actually supposed to be an actual goat skull head. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the Iowa people said no actual goat no. skull. They said fine. Okay, I'm team so Iowa they, on this one. So they, they have basically a goat skull made mm. up of mirrors, and it looks kind of shiny and oh, nifty. Cool. It uh, is nifty. also wearing a red cloak. It's surrounded by a wreath Uh towards the bottom, surrounded by candles. You could see tiny little plaques that list the Satanic Temple's seven fundamental tenets, one of which is like, one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. So very normal, good stuff. Um, and, and I'm of sure course, nobody had a problem with it. Nobody mm-hmm. had a problem. Everyone is flipping their shit oh, over of this. Of course. Um, as I write, as we are talking about this right now, here's what's in the rotunda today. Today being Thursday the 14th. Mm. The Freedom from Religion Foundation has their Bill of Rights display featuring like the founding fathers next to the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. The uh, Iowa Not necessarily festive, but fine. <laughs> fine. The Iowa atheists and freethinkers have a winter solstice display. A little more in line. (laughs) Sure. A Catholic group called the Thomas More Society has a nativity scene there, and the Satanic Temple has their holiday display. And I only say that. Three to one? Yeah. I mean, the only reason I mention that is to say they have a bunch of stuff there because that's how their policy works. Yeah. 
Um, and they even have a schedule on their website. You could see what's going on in the Capitol every day. Mm. And this and all of these groups are allowed to put up their display for two weeks. The Satanic Temples is coming down this Saturday, uh, sometime this Saturday. None oh, of this is one at new. a time then? No, I mean, it's up for two weeks. Some of them may overlap, oh, but the Satanic Temples two weeks runs out this Saturday. I see. Fine. Okay. But this is what happens when you have a public forum. For years now, when Iowa said, we are opening the door to everybody, mm. and then in subtext, it's right. like, in order to let the nativity scene in. Right. Ever since they started doing that, atheists have taken advantage of that policy, mm-hmm. which is to say they used it the same way Christians do. Exactly. Uh, there was one year where they said, we're limiting it to eight displays. Atheists took seven of them. <laughs> it was glorious. <laughs> so the fact that a satanic display is up this year, it's not new. Mm-hmm. It's not actually that interesting. Mm-hmm. But it but, is provocative, sure. which is the point. That's it's why they exist. And every conservative in the world has taken the bait. Uh, for example, they let's talk really about... They really can't let anything lie, can no. they? Here's an example from someone you have not heard of. His oh. name is... He's an you evangelist named Joel Tenney. Um, but here's what he posted on Facebook when the display first went up. This is the grossest form of idolatry I have ever seen in my state to see this in the Iowa Capitol, nonetheless. I will not stand for this. All it takes for the grossest of societal disease to spread is the indifference of good men. Why on God's green earth is the Baphomet demon given a place in our capital? I'd like to know who approved this and get them fired immediately. That's not how any of it works. And then he adds, who's going to bail me out? Which is ominous. Are you going to murder him? Ominous. Um, and someone says, commenter uh, in fa- on Facebook what? says, like, what's going on? What's happening here? And this Joel guy chimes in, Iowa. Yes, it's real. I'm going to tear it down. And oh, then later. Joel, bud. Uh-huh. Very, the internet, it's forever. <laughs> yeah, you know screenshots exist, buddy, right? Uh, someone else asks, how much would bail be so I can send? To which Joel responds, I'm going to need it. Ooh. Someone else says, tear it down. He says, I'm going to. You'll Is- have to help with bail. Is there anything more cringy than guys doing the, like, uh, I'm going to kill... You understand. I'm going to actually kill him, so whatever. And then it's just this circle jerk online to be like, yeah, I'm really going to do it. Yeah, you should do it. I'm going to do it. I need bail. I'm going to be violent. Violence, fun and cool. Like, right. That is what he gets off on. So and so boring. And the Christians following him are right on board. To be fair, to, to be clear, he has not done this yet because he's all talk. Um, I think there was a time also, when to something... to we don't in, want him to. No, we don't want him to. The There is something that happened in the with the satanic display where I think it got tipped over, but I don't think it was malicious. Mm. I think it was just an accident. And then they put it back up and everything's been fine since. Mm-hmm. So nothing has happened. If it did, there would probably be criminal charges because now you're destroying public property. Right. So hopefully not. Is this not. guy an Iowa gentleman? Our, our friend Joel? Yeah, I believe so. There's mm. another woman, mm. uh, another right-wing troll, Shelly Flockhart, who told local media that the display was a very dark, evil force before leading a prayer group around the statue, uh, mm. which, fine, whatever, you're hilarious, didn't accomplish anything, but there you go. So, Here's where it gets so worse. delicate. Uh, there's a state representative, Brad Sherman. He's a Republican. He released a newsletter saying that 
Church-state separation doesn't apply to this display because the state is inherently Christian. Oh, wait, hold on. Yes. Sir, I think when you said the first part of the sentence, you didn't hear the second part of the (laughs) sentence. He says the Iowa Constitution refers to a supreme being. Therefore, here, let me quote his actual newsletter. Oh, boy. According to these opening lines of our Constitution, the state Constitution, the foundation for laws and continued blessing and success in Iowa is based on these points. Number one, there is one supreme God. Two, blessings over this state come from the one supreme God. Oh, Three, that can't be one. We must depend upon the one supreme God if we want to enjoy continued blessings. And you know that doesn't work because it's Iowa. So, where were those continued blessings when they fully fucked up the primaries in 2020? <laughs> right? So, maybe he, you need to turn to Baphomet because Jesus did you dirty. He went on to say he's calling for the governor, who is Republican, to have this blasphemous display removed immediately on the grounds that it is unconstitutional and offends God. And who is this person? Does she have any clout? Or like, why he, are we listening? He's a state he? rep. Wait, say the name again. This is uh, this is Brad Sherman, a Republican state representative. Oh, I was still. He's on not the last a rando. Person. He also says, "I want legislation to be adopted that prohibits satanic displays in our Capitol building, which literally is unconstitutional. That's why they changed the policy to what it is today." And was then it he said, Iowa, "Like the first state to pass gay marriage or something like that. Like they were what's early, what's yeah. uh." What's gone down there in the last 10 years? Uh, If you don't pay attention to the farmers, they Mm. come back to get you. And then he said, I want to pass. I'm calling for legislation to be adopted that makes it legal to display the Ten Commandments in our capital, in all buildings owned by the state, and in our public schools. That felt like a step too far. (laughs) Everything is a step too far. he was, I mean, at least all the other stuff like has to do with like Christmas. And then he's like, and also this <laughs> other I'm, thing I while like. While I'm here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. While I've got your attention. This is Christian nationalism. <laughs> I have this audition video I wanted to show you. Maybe you could pass it on to Lauren. Yeah. Here's my demo. Um, <laughs> this is Christian nationalism though. It implies that his religion, his religion is the only one that counts. Religions he doesn't like should be prohibited from having access to the Capitol in the same way everyone else can. He's basically urging lawmakers to shove his religion in everyone's face. But it didn't stop there. Ron DeSantis went on a CNN town hall this week in Des Moines. Stick to your own swamp. I know. He was in Des Moines because he's betting everything on Iowa, which he's going to lose. But he was on CNN for a town hall. And of course, they asked him the question, should a new satanic temple holiday display be allowed to remain at the Iowa State Capitol? And the right answer is, like, well, yeah, even though I don't like it, because that's how freedom of religion works. Free that's the right doesn't answer. doesn't only apply to speech you want to hear. Right. Uh, facts, feelings, doesn't matter, whatever those people say. Instead, you know what he did? Wow. You know what he said? Oh, boy. He's going to he, murder somebody, isn't he? He blamed Donald Trump. <laughs> how? I dare. I, pop okay, quiz. Okay, okay, how okay. did he blame this on Donald Trump? Because now he does, he realized that fawning over Trump does not help him beat Trump in a Republican primary. So he said, "Oh, the satanic display. This is this is really Donald Trump's fault," which is hilarious because no one's buying it, including. Okay, I'm really thinking about how he could have done this. Is it something about his like gender? The answer is no. You're wrong. Okay, no, no, no. This is okay. No, no. no. This is what I'm landing on. Final answer is 
he riled up all the liberals so much that we're all wild and now. And uh, now bad. they have to Matt and Jeff. Not bad. No, he said the IRS approved the Satanic <laughs> Temple's nonprofit designation in 2019 under the Trump administration. Well, as if Trump personally approved it or knew what the hell's going on in the government. Well, <laughs> um, okay. And then he added, of, Ron DeSantis added about the Satanic Temple that's not a religion that the founding fathers were trying to create. Is it Which, a hot take that I don't give a shit at what the Founding Fathers said anymore? That is no longer a hot take. That is the correct answer. And also, you know what else the Founding Fathers didn't try to create? Islam. I yeah, mean, like... Hinduism. The type Mormonism? Of Mormonism. The type of Christianity that most of these people practice. And also, none of it matters because if there's anything we know about what they were trying to do, it's religious freedom and all that good stuff. I think our country is older than... Mormonism is. And our oh, country yeah. is pretty Mormonism, young. Mormonism uh, was so, invented in 1987. <laughs> I'm thinking of Scientology again. Yeah. But, like, truly, like, how could you hold that argument and be like, uh, truly, they didn't even, they've never even heard of Joseph Smith and his special golden plates when they mm-hmm. wrote this constitution. But they were definitely thinking of that, but <laughs> not... Satanic yeah. temple. I don't know. And again, I don't the think right these answer are would have been serious arguments. The right answer would have been easy. It's saying, you know what? I don't like the display, but this is what their policy is in Iowa. If you don't like it, you should change the. Like, there's so many ways to get around this. Um, but it, if you cared about, you know what? It doesn't matter what you like or don't like. If we have freedom in this country, you can make a freedom argument for why yeah. you don't have to like it, but it can stay up. Yeah. Instead, it's Ron DeSantis, so he chooses the but dumbest answer available to him. But it's, and I think that's such a good um, uh, indicator of this sort of small government blah, blah, blah thing has always been bullshit. It's always been about Christian nationalism because this is that. This is freedom of speech. This is small government, is letting everybody participate in your little pageant. Yep. And then, and Governor... Oh, my God, we're governor, talking about Christmas displays. Know, it's like, low-hanging ne- Yeah, like, let's never lose sight of the fact that these guys are tying themselves in knots over something that literally does not matter. Which is Ron DeSantis' whole thing. Fair I'm going to do yeah, everything I can fair. to hurt people who are not hurting me at all. Yeah. Governor uh, Kim Reynolds, who is also Republican, she didn't go quite that extreme, but she put out a literal statement on the display, like with her stamp of approval on it, okay. that said, like many Iowans, I find the Satanic Temple's display in the Capitol absolutely objectionable. In a free society... It's <laughs> pretty gentle language. Yeah. In a free society, the best response to objectionable speech is more speech. And I encourage all those of faith to join me today in praying over the Capitol and recognizing the nativity scene that will be on display. The true reason for the season. I mean, I guess that's okay. Like, you're a representative, so maybe you should slow your roll a little bit. And remember that representative means you represent other people. People who don't agree with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out. She said the display is absolutely objectionable. And I want to go back to that because what do you not like about the display? Is it the part of the seven fundamental tenets that say, uh, here's one, the spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word? Maybe it's the line that goes, to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of others is to forego one's own. Like, which part of that are you objecting to? Is it the uh, look? It's the look. It's it a look. It's scary. a creepy little little guy. I, do you have a picture? I really want to see sure, it. Sure, you can come see the picture. Yes. But that's the whole thing. Like, this is not... 
This is not an objectionable display if you actually look at it. Yeah, it's a goat's head. Sorry that, like, triggers you. The actual text on the display is something I want to I want them to call it out. I want them to say, oh, no, I don't believe we should be kind and decent to each other. Then yeah, say but they're that. they're not going to do that because that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about the aesthetics of it all. Right. And, like, and me- they know their followers and their voters yeah. are dumb enough never to look up what the display actually shows, what right. it says. They just say they see Satan I mean, and it, they jump to every conclusion. The thing is, though, like. If you look at that, that does not say Satan in any way. No, besides it the like big red robe. I mean, it's kind of creepy. I'll give you that, but I think that's yep. You know, Kim Reynolds after that prayer gathering, she said, "This is proof quote proof that in the battle between good and evil, mm. good will always prevail." Why is that proof? I have no idea. She what doesn't know what good proof is, is. What good and is prevailing? I, and I don't know. What and is she talking she's about? She's implying that the satanic display is evil. Which part? Is it the promotion of kindness? Is it the promotion of reason-based decency? Not... Which part is evil? Tell us. She won't because she knows this is just because a Because no matter what, in their little universe, Satan is the big bad. And there's nothing we can say to make them understand that, like... This is your fiction. We are just playing in the space with you. <laughs> right. This is Who your believes world. in Satan? That's you people. This it's is truly like else. playing D and D, and then getting mad that like a druid comes up. I don't know what to tell you, my dude. Like, this is what you signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's another one. Here's another response that I found astonishing. This is from a professor of Christian ethics at the Southern Baptist Theological Theological Seminary. Andrew Walker is his name. He wrote this in the Christian publication World, uh, World in all caps, because that's how they roll. But he said, you know, he's a staunch advocate of religious liberty. But? But (laughs) this satanic display should not be allowed because, quote, a well-ordered society will keep satanic nonsense out of government buildings. Here's what he wrote in the essay. Satanism, whether real or pretend, is an outright celebration of evil, darkness, and perversity. So in my view, there should be no satanic displays in government buildings. At some point, political communities determine that some moral evils reach a threshold of such harm that they can no longer be allowed and are restricted through criminal punishment. Holy shit. I know, he went Criminal punishment. But basically he's saying, I'm all for religious liberty, but that doesn't apply to people I don't like. And again, I, I, I ask... Which part of the display do you not like? He did not say that well, because I, there's nothing in the display that any of these people actually object to. I would also like to know what societal ills he's referring to about this whole kind of... Like, what is it that Satan is doing? Is it At keeping, least through the Satanic temple. Like, what is what are they doing that you find so evil? What do you... I, I mean, you can pretend no, what Satan, no, no. Satan I am talking himself... Satan the character in their fiction. Yeah, what do you think he's responsible for? It's everything they don't like. But it's... Also, the preachers who molest kids, that's also Satan. That's That's what I'm saying. It's like when they say, oh, all this stuff is bad, are they referring to the fact that we have a hugely impoverished population despite people working a lot and business making? That's Satan and liberals. Like, it's just, like, what are the ills? Is it children dying of preventable diseases? Mm -hmm. Like, all of these... Like what? It's is all problems it? they personally contribute this to. This is what I am yeah. saying. And like, what do they think Satan is doing that they are not doing harder? Yep. I mean, correct question. 
Um, the one, one surprising statement mm. came from another state representative who is also a Republican. His name is John Dunwell. And here's the statement he put out. Wait for it, okay? Mm. My observation as an Iowan and a state representative, I don't want the state evaluating and making determinations about religions. Woo! I am guided by the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. My faith is never imposed upon others, nor should it ever become a direct part of government. Mm. Basically saying... He oh, would, he did it. <laughs> yeah. Basically saying, I'm a Christian. I don't like the display. It's not our job yeah, to police all this. He added later, as a lawmaker, what would he actually do? I would, he said, quote, I would monitor the number of organizations requesting displays. I don't want the Capitol to be overwhelmed by displays. In the future, we may need to find a way to appropriately limit the number of displays, which is a stupid thing to say yeah. because you could limit it to one right. and the Satanists could get it. And right. then what are you going to do? Right. Um, and again, I repeat what I said earlier. They have tried to limit the number of day- displays before, and it backfired because mm-hmm. atheists swiped up most of the spots. But at least he has the right idea. Yeah. doesn't matter what he thinks. Satan has had a right to it. They followed the rules. And if you're bothered by it, too bad. It's up for two weeks. Why That's don't you do what you tell us to do with nativity scenes? Don't look at it if yeah. it bothers you. Yeah, just ignore it. Like, are you going to the Iowa Capitol that much that this is sort of a, a problem yeah, for you the, in your day-to-day none life? None of these people would have even known it existed. The display had no Heaven real power. Heaven doesn't even know what the capital of Iowa is. I, ju- I don't know either. Haven't been there. No, I You haven't? I'm sure I have. It's been a while. The display shouldn't have any powers. But oh, look, he's right. The state has the choice of allowing all displays um, or none at all. That's their choice. They've decided to go with all displays that at least follow their rules. That's fine. They it don't is discriminate. Look at me. And so if they want a nativity in the Capitol Rotunda, they have to allow for the possibility of other displays too. That mm. includes ones they don't like. The only other option on the table is say no to all of them. Yeah. They could do that, too. Christians don't get a monopoly in the state capital. I I feel... Oh, God. This... This this discussion, I have such a love-hate relationship with because it takes me back to... This is going to be very nostalgic. It takes me back to 2011 um, when I was leasing apartments in Chicago for uh, only commission. And was just sitting, waiting for clients to come in and just scrolling the Friendly Atheist (laughs) all day. And all of it was like just small towns being big mad about their display thing. And I remember thinking then or reading what you said or whatever, like, and this is, I want to be clear, this is before Heaven and I ever knew each other, of just like, then just don't have them. Like, all of the, like, that's all we wanted. It's not, we don't need to spend $2,000 creating this, elaborate Baphomet statue. What we want is religion not to be a part of anything. And it's just like, this is 12 years on, 13 years on. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. And they're not learning any lessons. I have, I was as surprised as you are when it comes to really, we're still doing this particular story. All right. It feels nostalgic in a way (laughs) of like the way that what's his face who said, um, legitimate rape. Remember that mm. guy? Like, it's almost nostalgic for, like, it's everybody acknowledges what This is the Republican Senate candidate. Yeah, what uh, was his name? A- Todd Akers? Akins, oh, that sounds Akins. right. From Missouri, I think. Something like that. But and yeah. he said basically that we should He said have what a- they all say in private yeah. rooms. Like, rape doesn't count unless it does something. Right. And, and it just, like, all of that stuff, which is also 
evil as fuck. But that was the kind of thing we were dealing with, not this sort of like national lampoonery with DeSantis. Right. Um, and it almost makes me nostalgic in a weird way that like he was our big bad. Yeah. And then we got rid of him and got Trump. Right. Anyway, um, that was just sort the of the funniest a thing to me is done well, that Republican who actually said something semi sensible, mm. he was disparaged in the no, comment thread wasn't. for that post. Like every Christian's like, how dare you? And he posted a follow-up later. I am shocked, all caps. So many want to give up their freedom so they don't have to see a display they disagree with. Mm. It's like, buddy, have you met your own party? But at least what? at least he's doing the thing, right? At least he's like in there yeah. mixing it up, being like, hey gang, like what the fuck are you guys doing? Because we've been doing it for a decade, but I, there's only so much we can do because I'm a very annoying speaker. <laughs> I reached out to him. I'm like, basically wanting to know, are you going to cave on this? Like, are you going to keep defending this uh, in the wake of all this backlash? Because you're definitely getting backlash. He did not respond to me. Um, there was another Republican, another state representative, Steve Holt, who told the Steve Des Moines... Holt. Yep, who told the Des Moines Register... Uh, again, sensible response. While I totally hold a total disdain anything that this organization stands for, that's not grammatically correct, nope. that is what he said, I nonetheless believe they have the constitutionally protected right to put up the display. Mm. Yes, you're right. Again, I go back to what is it that you have a disdain for? What does the organization represent that you don't like? None of them will answer that question because they they're know. all real dumb. <laughs> and they don't want to explain. Is it the part that says, like, if one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused? Because that's what the Satanic Temple stands for, at least on paper. I do feel like, Hammond, you are not necessarily um, approaching this the way Christians are because you're expecting them to read Do and the learn. Bare minimum yeah, of research. but they are just a, a sort of gut-based people <laughs> and they see a skull in a yellow robe and they are big scared. Yeah. With spring finally in view, you might be thinking about inviting over some friends for an outdoor meal. I know I'm looking forward to that. And that means you should be thinking about Butcher Box. You can skip the grocery store knowing you have the food you trust in your freezer. I know that might sound strange coming from me since I'm vegetarian, but they have a high-quality veggie burger that I absolutely love. They have options for pescatarians, too. The food is high-quality, grass-fed, and free-range. More than anything, it'll give you peace of mind knowing everyone who eats it will enjoy it. You get free shipping, too. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a whole year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com friendly and use code friendly to choose your free offer and get $20 off. I'm going to move on to a different story, which, in like Iowa? I said, is also in Iowa. Thank God. Um, I haven't even seen that much Music Man yet. <laughs> so my buddy, Justin Scott, who is a longtime activist in Iowa, he said he was driving his son to like a tournament of some sort. He drives through a city called Toledo. Um, famous Toledo is in Ohio. There's another Toledo in <laughs> Iowa. Toledo. That's what they call it locally. Yep. So there's a city You're of Toledo. Toledo or He's famous Toledo. driving past the fire department, sees a nativity scene there. Oh he knows as well as everyone else does, you can't have a nativity scene outside a fire department. So he basically gets in touch with their city hall, tries to tell them, you're setting yourselves up here for like a lawsuit. I don't want that to happen. 
Um, the Freedom From Religion Foundation sent a letter to the city saying, yeah, everything he said is correct. Uh, you can't do that. Here's what FFRF said in a letter. By prominently displaying this nativity scene on public property, the city abridges its duty to remain neutral toward religion. The best solution is to remove this nativity scene and discontinue hosting religious displays on public property altogether. That's the right answer. This mm. goes back to, yeah, that was the right answer like 12 years ago. <laughs> it's still the right answer today. Um, for what it's worth, Justin Scott took a different approach, and he said, I'm fine with the nativity scene. But then if you're going to have it up there, you got to have other religious symbols in the display, which is also accurate. Mm -hmm. You can keep it up, but you can't just have the baby Jesus be the only game in town. Is he local to Iowa? He is in Iowa, oh, yeah. Okay. So basically, he and FFRF both agreed that the current version of the nativity scene only no is bueno. illegal. Yeah. There's no question about that. So then the question is, how is the city going to respond on this? And the mayor, uh, his name is Brian Sokol, he took a predictably defensive route, <laughs> basically acting like this is persecution from anti-Christian haters. Uh, he said, it's unfortunate that we even have to have this discussion. It was donated, the nativity scene, it was donated to the city and has been up every year for 15 to 20 years, which and is wild because he's confessing that we've been breaking the law for 20 years. Well, and here we come to the, to me, the crux of how this is, what this has always come to, because I always, I, it, 12 years ago, I've always been like, this is stupid. Like, this is a dumb fight. We look like assholes. We being atheists. atheists. Yeah. However. Church state separation crowd. However. When they get into, well, it's been up for 20, 20 mm -hmm. years or five years or six months and nobody said anything, that is why we have to be vigilant on this kind yeah. of thing. If because you don't stop it, it becomes tradition. And, and if it becomes tradition, the, the Supreme Court has already ruled that, well, religious, like exactly. Christian nationalism, if it's in the name of tradition, yeah. that's legal. So I, if anybody else like me feels kind of yucky covering these, like it just feels so like small stakes. And I understand it is. And I understand all the other shit, but it right. just feels petty and small. That's how I kind of keep myself from feeling like, a legit Scrooge of like, sure. hey, I can't even but if they don't on. stop it, it's going to keep happening. It's going to keep happening. And then we have, and they'll use that as the basis to do far worse stuff in the name of Jesus. Yep. Um, and that's another fear. So immediately after FFRF sent that letter, the city did move the display off the fire department's property, like a block away somewhere that is private property. Mm -hmm. Fine. Good for now. But this, uh, last week, the city posted a message on Facebook. Mm -hmm. that this is the city of Toledo, Iowa's Facebook page. In case you're wondering where the nativity display went in front of the fire department, oh, here is the letter we received due to a complaint. If you wish to voice your opinion, either way, it'll be on the council agenda Monday at their city council meeting. And they post FFRF's letter. Wait, they're... The city's nudging. On the First Amendment? Yeah, they're going to vote on, or they're going to discuss it or something. Mm. So that was last week. They posted Cute. this thing. Gotcha. Basically, the city is nudging everyone. Hey, everyone, yeah. this happened. And if you're pissed about it like we are, just show up on Monday. So they had their city council meeting on Monday. And? They did not decide anything. And because it's a small town, they're not legally required to like live stream their meetings and save it online. So mm -hmm. I, I can't see it. But news reports basically said that the end result where everyone in the town, you can imagine whatever you think stereotypically this town is like, mm -hmm. correct. At the end of the meeting, 
The city council member said, we're meeting with our attorneys to see if there's a legal way to make the display acceptable at the fire station. And we know it. Uh huh. And one of the city council members allegedly said, the support is definitely there to keep the nativity set up. And again, we already know what the possible ways to keep it up there are. You can keep it up, but allow an open forum for other displays. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Like in the Capitol, that means you might get a satanic display. Mm -hmm. You can keep it up, but you can't have the baby Jesus be the only game in town. You Mm -hmm. could put up symbols from other religious traditions and act like it's just a generic holiday display. That includes Christianity. That's okay. Or you could take it down and just move it to a church. If the whole thing is we want it to be up... I'm sure there are like 97 churches in this three block town, yeah. whatever it is, that would love to have it. The people who want it up, including the daughter of the guy who built it, they don't just want it up. They want it on government property. That's the problem. And FFRF is doing them a favor by saying, yeah, the literally the one thing you're doing now mm. is the thing you can't do. Fix it now before it becomes a problem. Um, and yet... Like, I've, I read articles about this particular display. They included commentary from the daughter of the guy who hand-built the nativity scene. She's like, he Yeah, built, I need her opinion he on di- this. Yeah, he made the display from wood some 30, wood? 30 years ago. What? I know. And then she added, it was found out that this person, she's referring to Justin Scott, doesn't even live in our community. This person is from another community not even connected to our county. Doesn't matter you still have to follow the law. That's how the law works. Just because it took an outsider who saw it to say, yeah, you you can't break the law like that. They should be thanking him and then giving him a key to the city. Here's the problem. Here is the problem, is that the the city fucked up and fucked its residents for 20 over. years for 20 years because and they got away with it they got away well and because now the narrative is well this is a thing that we've had in our community forever and then these evil outsiders and now it's causing all this agitation and arguments and disruption in this community and it did not have to mm-hmm. they, they like they the the city set its citizens up for failure and that sucks and it sucks for the and again there's no lawsuit right now FFRF, I'm telling you, they don't want to file these lawsuits. They would yeah. much rather just have lawsuits them fix cost the money, problem. I presume. So, like, that's not a, uh, a first action. Right. So we'll see how that ends. Oh, boy. So I have more stories from... I'm no, I'm kidding. No more oh. from Iowa. Oh. Uh, here's Provided an you are contrary. I assume that's a Music Man reference. It's a Music Man no reference. <laughs> Let's talk about the ACLU. Nope. Go ahead. The ACLU, they do have a long history of defending conservative groups. Mm-hmm. The KKK famously. Right? Like, or, yeah, uh, trying to do rallies mm-hmm. in cities. And it's like, do you defend free speech when it's unpopular? And the ACLU's argument is, like, if you don't do it when right. it's unpopular, what right. the hell are we doing? So I do understand why they defend conservative groups in certain cases mm-hmm. on First Amendment issues. That's fine. I'm, I'm glad they're doing that because yeah. right-wing groups tr- very much don't do that. <laughs> um, so this week, they announced a lawsuit, yep. uh, a First Amendment lawsuit. Guess on whose behalf? Jesus. This was a Jesus. little surprise. Yes, on behalf of Jesus. Wait, seriously? Very litigious. No. Oh. Um, on behalf of <laughs> Christian pseudo-historian David Barton. I fucking hate And his David organization, Barton. Wall Builders. So wall builders. That's his sir, ministry. Sir, sir, wall builders. Yeah. Sir, what do you think 
think Jesus was about? <laughs> and building walls between people? And that makes Golly, it, think for a fucking second. You would think wall builders should be the name of like Americans United for Separation of Church and Truly. State. Like we're building the wall between church and state. Or David like, Barton is tearing down the wall, yeah, trying to. Well, he's putting up the wall between the United States and Mexico. I assume <laughs> that's what he's talking he's a, about. He's a wall breaker of sorts. But yeah, so David Barton, here's what they were trying to do. Let me tell you his side of the story. It, they wanted to post ads on the uh, Washington, D.C. buses. And this is run mm -hmm. by a government organization called the Washington Metropolitan Area Transit Authority, mm -hmm. WMATA. He wanted to post ads on the buses, and they said th there's a picture. It's a famous painting of George Washington basically kneeling in prayer. Famous painting, up? yeah. I and the ad text says, Christian, to find out the truth about the faith of our founders, go to wallbuilders.com. So that's one of the ads they wanted to put up. The other ones, it's the same text. Do you think he text. knows that um, a painting isn't a photograph? <laughs> and yeah, that anybody a, can paint That was anybody. a real-life Polaroid right he, there. Do you think he knows that Donald Trump and JFK and <laughs> Abraham Lincoln didn't all have poker together, I, too? Yeah. Have yeah. poker together, play poker. Uh-huh. There was another uh, ad that they tried to do. Same text, like, Basically, Christian, question mark, find out the truth about the faith of our founders. But this one's a picture of, like, the founders putting together the Constitution. Mm. Whatever, it's David And Jesus Barton's is stuff. hovering over them in a cloud. <laughs> so the paintings, the, at least the George Washington painting, I'll talk about that for a second. It is misleading. I have no problem with the picture of the founders trying to write the Constitution. The picture itself is yeah, fine. Yeah, I feel like I know that one. And there's nothing in the text of the ad. Oh, yeah, right. That says anything problematic either, because it says, oh, you want to find out about the faith of our founders? Go to our website where we'll lie to you. It feels very similar to atheist campaigns. Like, yeah, don't man. believe in God in big, bold letters. Yep. Find out more. Like, it's yes. fine. It's a fine campaign. It's so, not original, but whatever. Right. So a couple things to point out about this. The WMATA, this is according to the ACLU now, they rejected those ads. Mm -hmm. Why? On the grounds that they violated the group's advertising guidelines, which prohibit advertising intended to influence members of the public regarding an issue on which there are varying public opinions. To put that another way, oh, the, the group says... We don't do religious ads, uh. we don't do political ads, and we don't do advocacy ads. Oh. This falls under the advocacy thing, and they're saying you can't do advocacy because you're trying to make the public go. It's not, if you were selling a cross, mm -hmm. that would actually be fine. Now you're selling an, a product. Wait, but if you're saying be a Christian, we want to steer you toward a particular ideology, mm. they're saying that crosses our boundaries, so we're saying no to you. What would be the difference between advocacy and religion because i would assume this is religion but it's not well, it's so advocacy this is what the uh, aclu argued they said but you guys have allowed ads that call for term limits for supreme court justices that's advocacy, that's advocacy. you've also allowed ads promoting the book of mormon musical which you could either argue promotes mormonism it does not or you could argue it spoofs Mormonism, but isn't that anti, isn't that advocacy or religion? Like, you can't say yes to all of those okay. and then say no to David Barton's ads. And you know what? On that part, sure. I think the ACLU is correct. That seems fair. Like, the WMATA's policy mm. is vague. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be applied equally 
And that's really the only, like, you have one job and you're not doing it yeah, well. Yeah, these subjective kind of calls are, are probably very hard to justify, I'm right. sure. And so the ACLU says in their uh, uh, press release for the lawsuit, the ACLU defends these suits regardless of whether it agrees with the underlying message because mm. it believes in the speaker's right to express it. The government cannot arbitrarily decide which voices to silence mm. in public forums. So on all of that, I agree with the ACLU. I don't love that they have to defend Barton, but I think in principle they are right is, to yeah. defend Barton. Let me talk really briefly about that George Washington ad because they oh. don't get into this in the lawsuit, but I do think it's worth talking about. That particular uh, picture, George Washington kneeling, the mm -hmm. painting mm -hmm. of him doing that, that is actually a painting that is famous enough. Um, it was suggested by a priest named Mason Weems. He did, he created the story that George Washington did this, that what, he prayed, prayed before like a battle or something. Oh. Um, I'm quoting Andrew Seidel here who wrote in the book, The Founding Myth, about mm. this very painting. Oh, did he? Yeah, because this painting has been everywhere in right-wing circles. For all the painting's ubiquity, there's no historical evidence to support the tale. Historical facts tell us of a different Washington. He was a man of little or no religion with a strong character that, had he been religious, would have prevented showy religious displays. Mm -hmm. Andrew goes on to say, if he was religious, Washington was exceedingly private about those beliefs, even in personal letters and papers. The ostentatious show Weems invented, mm -hmm. that is depicted in this painting, is simply not in keeping with Washington's strong, silent character. You may have seen online, like, paintings that this Trump mega superfan paints of Donald Trump, like, with six-packs abs, looking like a superhero, so doing crazy things. And it is cringy, totally. People make fun of so him all the time. But that's kind of what we're seeing with this Washington painting. Oh, yeah. It's a painting depicting Washington doing something that by all evidence, he never actually did and probably wouldn't do based on the evidence we have. I mean, and also just to take like a little jaunt to the side, maybe the deification of George Washington is something <laughs> we should kind of get away from because I don't know if you've been to D.C., um, but when we went there for a reason rally, we walked into, I assume, one of the many Smithsonian's. <laughs> and there is a fucking marble statue of George Washington that is... Like, it is 20 feet wide if it's an inch. Like, mm -hmm. and it's marble, and it looks like a Roman god. And it's like, well, <laughs> he was a slave owner who died of, like, Thought we were trying to get away shit. from the kings. Yeah, like, it's just <laughs> one of those things of, like, I understand that, like, it is innate in humanity to look to, like, mythical figures. That's why we invented religion. But, like, they were humans and lived not that long ago. And we know more yeah. about them. And he owned slaves, gang. Yeah. And, and again, none of this has to do with the lawsuit, but it just shows you the it's, type of mythology David Barton promotes. It's just the color that I provide. Yeah. And again, this doesn't negate the fact that the ACLU is still right, I think, yeah. to defend David I Barton. I think so, too. Um, but here's the problem. And I will fully admit, this was first pointed out uh I saw it first through Warren Throckmorton, who's a professor who's been covering David Warren Barton. Warren Throckmorton for is a professor? He I is. never would have guessed. He's wonderful. He's covered Barton for years. He's actually going to release a podcast <gasps> starting in January on David Barton's lies. Fuck yeah, I'm in. Um, but he pointed out this thing that was really surprising mm. that I didn't catch at first when I saw the headlines about this, which is I get. I'm speaking on his behalf here. I get why the ACLU is defending David Barton. Mm -hmm. Fine. 
I'm going to read you what they say in their press release because this is messed up. Oh, boy. The lawsuit was filed on behalf of Wall Builder Presentations, or Wall Builders, Mm -hmm. an organization advocating for Americans to understand their history and the important role religion played in the founding of our nation, which sought to advertise on the side of these metro buses. Hmm. They describe wall builders. The ACLU describes wall builders like with David Barton's stamp of approval. They described it as an organization that actually wants to help Americans learn their history and the role of religion in the founding of our nation. Mm -hmm. That is bullshit. Yeah. Here's what the lawsuit says that the ACLU signed off on. A plaintiff, Wall Builders, sought to advertise on the side of these metro buses to promote its religious and educational mission, which is to inform the public about the role that the founders' religious faith played in the creation of the nation and the drafting of the Constitution. Now, the framing there says this is what they say their mission is. Mm. But the press release says this is what they are. And that is unfair and untrue. Mm. And it is upsetting and angering that the ACLU, sure. which is still doing the right thing here, yeah. went along with a framing that says David Barton is in the right because his mission is one that is whatever. They're trying to dismiss I mean, it. It doesn't matter what he believes. Yeah. But they're saying they're giving it credence. That is not right. David Barton does not want to inform the public about the role of the founders' faith Mm. in order to help Americans understand their history and the important role religion played. Mm -hmm. He purposely wants to lie about that stuff Mm. to trick the most gullible Christians into thinking we were founded as a Christian nation. Like, that is his mission. You don't have to go along with his lie. to The ACLU could just as easily have said... Um, look, this is a guy who lies about this stuff. They could have easily said David Barton is lying, Mm. but lying isn't against the WMATA's policies, and we defend his legal right to spread lies in the name of Jesus. I mean, I do feel like lying is a pretty inflammatory word, and I do not think the ACLU would use it. This is why I don't work as their press uh, Yeah, you think? But fine, they could have said, we disagree with what Barton is doing. We disagree with his version of history. However, the fact that we disagree with his points here doesn't mean he doesn't have First Amendment rights as well. Mm. And we only support the First Amendment side of this thing. Are you feeling very betrayed by the ACLU right now? No, they betrayed me before. They they support a lot of things they don't have to support. Like, Mm. I will say, here's here's why I think this happened. And Mm. I don't know this and I, I haven't gotten an answer yet. But ACLU isn't the only group defending David Barton here. The right-wing First Liberty Institute, a conservative legal group, is also partnering with the ACLU on this lawsuit. Strange bedfellows. Very strange bedfellows, and they make a note of that in Mm -hmm. their lawsuit as well. I know you don't see us together most of the time, but on this issue, it's a First Amendment issue, and we both support this, which is their case to the judge. Like, look, we both agree on this, so be on our side on this. Mm -hmm. And that's fine, and it's not the first time that sort of thing has happened but I feel like this is First Liberty Institute saying, hey, David Barton's a good guy who just wants to educate people. And the ACLU didn't correct them on it. And yeah, they just went along. With it. That's my theory about what happened here. I, to me, it, I would say that, what's the expression? Like, don't blame 
um, evil when stupidity is more likely yeah, or something sure. to that effect. Is this incompetence or is it, it malicious? It, it feels it feels like, and I mean, if you've worked in, you know, you're a journalist, you know, when you see something that's supposed to be a news article, but it's obviously just a press release oh, yeah. with like three yeah. sentences changed and somebody's <laughs> name slapped up sure. on it. That's what this feels like to me of like somebody just not doing the legwork that they were supposed to do. Yeah. But this is a huge and like lawsuit, like in in, in res- well, actually, I don't know. In in the context lawsuit. of ACLU, mm-hmm. would this be considered a huge lawsuit, or is it one of many? It's, like I don't. It have is a one of many, it. but it's a federal lawsuit, and it's a First Amendment issue. Small stakes compared to other stuff they do, sure. but it, I mean, all of this stuff is a big deal. I guess to I'm someone. wondering if this just got shuffled down to like. The Low intern and... I think the answer is no. They had... Mm. I looked at the lawsuit. There were four ACLU lawyers signed off on this okay. thing. Plenty right. of people looked at the draft of the lawsuit and plenty, plenty of people, people signed people off on the draft. Yes, signed off on the draft and presumably signed off on the press release too. And mm. none of them... And again, here's what's going to happen. I'm predicting this now. By allowing Barton's allies to frame him mm-hmm. as like a hero... You can bet he's going to parrot that when he delivers another speech to a gullible Christian church. Because he will now say to these audiences that he right. speaks in front of, even the godless liberal ACLU understands that wall builders works to help Americans understand their history and the important role religion played in the founding of our nation. Stupid. And he wouldn't be wrong if he says that because that's what the ACLU's press release says. Yeah. Like, he would be mischaracterizing the statement. As he always does. Of course. But at the core of his lie is this nugget of unfortunate truth. Yeah, absolutely. The ACLU could have framed this differently and still been in the right. Instead, they framed it wrongly. Let him use them to his advantage. And they don't have to help him promote his lies. Yeah. But they're doing it. That's too bad. What is that wall builders uh, or that David? The podcast that he's doing. Yeah. It is called, uh, this is Warren Throckmorton. His podcast that he's doing on David Barton is called Telling Jefferson Lies. Because uh, Jefferson Lies is the title of the David Barton book that contains so many lies about Mm. Thomas Jefferson. Introduction to Telling Jefferson Lies. Found Uh it. Subscribing. The book was so full of misinformation that his own publishers Mm. at a Christian organization said, dude, you're lying too much. We can't sell this book. And they removed it from the bookshelves and then continued selling the Bible. I'm very excited. I just subscribed. And in case you're wondering, Throckmorton spelled exactly like it sounds. There you go. (laughs) No, Um, no tricks there. Little side note here. In 2017, the Archdiocese of Washington, DC, they also (laughs) sued the WMATA because the same company rejected an ad of theirs that's it showed a picture of the magi traveling and it said find the perfect gift and it led to a website and basically the implication is give god a try for christmas Mm. that the billboard the ad i mean it's Mm. not whatever it is what it is it's an advertisement from a catholic organization the wmata said we're not doing that ad because again you could argue it's religion or advocacy or whatever Mm -hmm. and a judge sided with the WMATA the judge said we don't care about your guidelines but you are apparently applying them equally oh that makes sense so the difference now the difference and by the way an appellate court upheld that ruling Mm -hmm. the Supreme Court even in 2020 did not take up the case Mm. so basically the WMATA got away with that the difference with the ACLU's lawsuit now is that they're now providing examples. Like, you have let stuff slip by 
So clearly, you're not applying this rule equally, yeah. and that's why we're suing because you you're now uh, discriminatory against a particular viewpoint, mm-hmm. and that's what you shouldn't be doing. And again, ACLU's right, but they could have done it better. Yeah, that's disappointing, but you know, in the grand scheme of things that have disappointed me. Eh. <laughs> Everything should be disappointing. I'm constantly disappointed. How dare you there imply you that I'm not constantly disappointed, Much Hammond, better. Thank you. With myself, with you, with the world. Um, here, let's move on from Iowa. We can go to Nebraska now. Oh, this is God, surprising. our Midwest tour continues. Who's about to be the largest landowner in Nebraska? Uh, Stanley, Nebraska. Correct. <laughs> Buying Close. his land back from his ancestors. Go yes, ahead. that is how what, it who works. Is it? Wait, in in Nebraska, who is the largest landowner? Largest single landowner. Is it going to be Nebraska. like a Monsanto's type? Uh, I would, a corporation. I understand where you're going with that. The answer is no. Okay. Answer: Mormon Church. In they are, Nebraska. In Nebraska, they are now. They, by the way, Can they we already stop pretending the Mormon Church is a church and understand that it's just an investment cult. Yeah, this is the statement that I found online many times. This is not a religion with a side business. This is a business with a side religion. Okay, well, yeah, that yeah. was p- pithier than mine. That is but exactly fuck you. it. Um, the you Mormon got to Church. Write yours down. Yeah, the Mormon Church already owns the the most valuable private real estate portfolio in America. That is true. <laughs> Just like and Jesus wanted. Yeah. And the uh, Flatwater Free Press uh, and a reporter, Destiny Herbers, put out a report recently saying the Mormon church has been buying up land in Nebraska for decades. Wow. And while the rate of purchase has slowed down, the overall amount is still going up. And here's from her piece. The church bought a whopping 57,500 acres, double the amount of the second largest buyer between 2018 and 2022. The Mormon church now owns about 370,000 total acres of zoned agricultural land in Nebraska. It could soon become Nebraska's largest landowner, surpassing Ted Turner, who has long occupied that number one spot if church representatives continue to buy land at their current pace. Wait, you said it's... um it, so it's working land? It's f- like farmland? This farm is land you can farm on, correct. Is it currently <clears throat> being farmed on? Yes, it is. Okay. So the two obvious questions, how are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Well, how are they doing this is they have all of the money in the entire universe. <laughs> that so is we'll correct. just check just that to, one off. Just to give, go back to this, a few years ago, whistleblowers in the Mormon church said they're taking in all this tithe money, ostensibly for charity, mm. but the whistleblower said, well, we work in their charitable division, and that money ain't going out Mm-mm. to charity. And they said the Mormon church is sitting on a stockpile of like $100 billion with a B. And since then, we have found that there are even more investments that put their worth at like $163 billion. They have shares. The Mormon church has shares of stock in Apple, Microsoft, Alphabet, <laughs> Amazon, Meta, as well as MasterCard, ExxonMobil. They do this Alphabet? with the, uh, Google's company. They do this with the help no, of no shell idea. companies that let the church hide their investments from public view. And the church keeps saying, well, it's, it's a rainy day fund in case of an economic downturn. And also, like it helps 2020 with, or 2008 <laughs> right. or now. And they say this helps with missionary work. But also, you don't need that much money to do any of this stuff. You don't need $100 billion for literally anything. Yeah. So that's why this is even more puzzling. Because what are you doing in Nebraska? Because that's not like a tech company or something. What are you doing? 
And their holding company is called Farmland Reserve Incorporated. Very non-Mormony name. Corporate culture more than anything <laughs> in the entire universe. Here's what the go- group, Farmland Reserve, which is the Mormon church, here's what they said to the reporter. The church sees, I'm sorry, this is the reporter speaking. The church sees its land buys as a force for good, an investment in agriculture to generate long-term value to support the church's religious, charitable, and humanitarian good works. We don't know how much money... What good works are you doing? We don't know. But in 1991, one of the uh, former church president explained their farming plans in the State of the Union for the Mormon Church, which they have. It's the State of the Church. He said, We have felt that good farms over a long period represent a safe investment where the assets of the church may be preserved and enhanced, while at the same time they are available as an agricultural resource to feed people should there come a time of need. So basically, remember Jim Baker? What are you saying? Remember Jim Baker, that grifter, that televangelist had like his giant apocalyptic buckets of food Uh, in case the world. And he's like, well, buy my buckets for hundreds of dollars. And now you can eat this slop when you're in your basement and in your bunker. I forgot about that. That's what the church says it's doing. It's growing food in the case that the world. For, for the, I don't, yeah, for the apocalypse. Okay, but. That's their claim. That's why they want farmland. So if you're the Mormon church and you have $100 billion mm-hmm. and you're looking around at the state of the country and the state of the world and you're like, mm, not yet. Things are <laughs> not as bad as they could be. People aren't actively, consistently being displaced from their homes due to climate change yet. Give it a couple of years. Like, the greed, truly, this concept of just acquiring more and more wealth is fucking insane. I don't even do that in video games. Like, I get uncomfortable <laughs> if I have too much money in video games because I'm like, I certainly could have done something else with this. <laughs> like, can you fucking imagine having all of the money a human being could ever need or want or imagine and just being like, no, we're just going to let that wealth build. We're going to get mm-hmm. the big T suit. Because like, it's a what business. What the fuck is wrong with these people? I fucking hate it. So the reason I mentioned Farmland Reserve <gasps> is the name of their shell company that's doing this, that's a nonprofit group. So this, oh, good. the Mormon Church... They were trying to make a profit here. I know. In Before 2007, the law in Nebraska said only nonprofit companies could own farmland. So that's why they created Farmland Reserve Incorporated. In 2007, that law was declared illegal, so anyone could purchase the land. At that point, oh, the yeah, church already had... Oh, yeah, 2007. Did anything happen right after 2007? I know. <laughs> so the church was already sitting on 200,000 acres at the time. Then the law was illegal, so now a for-profit group could swoop in. So what did the church do? They created another company, this time a for-profit company, called Ag Reserves Incorporated. I'm not listening. Mikey just walked in with 24 bottles of wine. There you go. So (laughs) the for-profit company owned by the church has been buying up the land ever since then. By the way, Ag Reserve from Mormon from from Nebraska. The state? No, they buy it from whoever's selling the land, and they're taking over parts. Farms can no longer compete. They have to sell off their their land, and instead of I don't know doing something good with it. By the way, Ag Reserves, the for-profit arm of the Mormon Church, they are believed to be Florida's largest private landowner Hmm. as well. Um, And so, so, how can a person look at this and think, yeah, 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 this is. 
this is what George Washington had in mind. Do you, like, <laughs> if we're going to talk about right. like what the founding fathers thought, do you think George Washington finding out that a religion that did not exist during his lifetime is, is now the largest landowner in a state that they do not occupy and are sitting on hundreds of billions of dollars for no and specific reason. Do you think George Washington would be like, yes, we did it. We did it, TJ. According to David Barton, yes. When you consider how much money the Mormon church is investing in this land, how much they could be making over the next few decades, and then compare that to how little percentage-wise they were investing into making you know the world a better place. Mm, can you imagine? Like That's a reminder of how the Mormon church puts profit before principles. I mean, truly, with like... It's a business. It's not a religion. It's a business. With $10,000, I could change my program. With $10,000, I could change the program I work for. But, you know. But. You know. I know. There but you the, go. But that isn't going <sighs> to have All dividends right. or what the fuck ever. I genuinely, these people, these people are evil. I, I cannot, there is no way you can justify this sort of behavior from a religious group, nonetheless, without saying, no, they're just evil, greedy monsters. That is the correct answer. Thank you. Yes. I'm very smart. Let's go to Texas. There is a pastor. I, I was surprised night. by what this pastor said. Basically, a Texas pastor warned his congregation oh that if anyone criticizes his criminally charged buddy, who's <laughs> also a pastor, uh, he, they will be sniped and taken out. Excuse <laughs> me? Uh, yep. Sniped with a sniper gun? Yeah, that's correct. So uh, this is Jeremy File, P-F-E-I-L. This is the pastor's name. If you're a pastor, you got to get away from that last name. (laughs) He runs Accelerate Pastor File? Come on, guys. He runs Accelerate Accelerate. Yep, in Amarillo. And you can't find this sermon online anymore. He deleted it. Why? I don't know why, right? But not before... Threat to bodily harm? (laughs) Not before people clipped it. Mm. Um, I'm going to play you that clip. Listen, oh, I know last week's audio did not work for many of you. I think we have fixed that problem. We will find out very soon based fault. on your in, uh, very angry emails. Um, I think angry. we fixed it. I'm going to play the clip of the sermon, and we'll talk about it afterwards again. Uh, and then I will tell you who he is talking about. Here's Jeremy File. I'm saying this because you might have heard that uh, my friend James Randolph has been lied about recently. Uh-oh. And uh, whenever I get a call from him and he tells me about that. He's going to court tomorrow. I believe that he's going to be, um, I believe justice will be served and all liars will be exposed. Eventually it's going to happen one way or another. You mark my word. It always happens. happens. But to think that people that left our fellowship are somehow involved in encouraging that made me go on high alert. I'm not going to allow people like that around here and I'm letting you know that. They're not going to come and video. They're not going to come and, and do this. And if you still talk to them and you listen to them, you're going to be sniped and taken out. And you don't come crying to me later. I've warned you and warned you and warned you and warned you and warned you. If you, if you think this is a personal matter, you've missed the entire boat. This is a spiritual war that we're in. Oh, boy. Men that I respect and look up to are being lied about. By whom? Now, you can either trust that or not. Now, wait for it. I know it. we live in Davies. I don't know if we can trust We're going to get to another section of a sermon now in a perks. second. Pervs run away from me. They always have. What? Yeah, you heard it. Since I follow God with all my heart, they've run away from me. I told a story. I heard myself on the radio telling it recently. (gasps) Uh, You may not understand this. I've reached out 
to the LGBT lifestyle for a long time in the past to try to get them born again. And one night I was, had one of them in a the car. I went to pick him up for church and he had grown his nails out. And he said, I tell you right now, if you hate on me, I'll scratch you to death. I said, you ain't going to touch me. You're going to either repent or else you're going to get out of this car. I ain't putting up with that. Now, I'm not hating on anybody either, but oh, I don't have to confirm your sinful lifestyle. The church does not exist to confirm sin. It exists to get you out of sin and so that you can reign in life. All right. Let's talk about that. That was weird. First of all. Whoa. His, uh, what I a d- journey we just went on together. <laughs> I his I don't hang out with pervs t-shirt has a lot of people asking those questions already answered by the shirt. That's, Wait, it was a shirt? I no, must have blacked out like, for a second. He, oh, okay. What's he saying? I don't hang out with pervs. Pervs, pervs run, run away, away from, from me. me. So it... he's saying all these accusations that his buddy did something criminal. He's like, well, I would never hang out with oh, such people. Oh, I forgot about this aspect of it. Okay, mm-hmm. so, so obviously his friend was accused, accused of, of something very bad. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. The second part of his little sermon there was, was like, strange. you guys, I, uh, I reached out. Not to gay people. He said, I reached out to the LGBT lifestyle for a long time. Just the operating switchboard. That's how it works. And one night I had one of them in the car. Which is so, a weird thing. To, what's he doing? One of them Picking in the car them and up? up for church? Right. But he said one night, right? Did like, someone in the LGBT lifestyle call what? him like an Uber and say, I need to go to church, and by the way, I'm going to scratch you to death? I can't think of the last Why was time he in the car? I had... Somebody in my car who like that you didn't know that I didn't know personally and yeah. very well. Yeah. Also, who apparently woman, doesn't so. want to go to his church, so why is he picking them up? Okay, so he picks up this person. Uh, by and the way, he I know grown... this is not the point of the story, of but I it's can't. Not, but we're we going to dig into it anyway. We have, anyway. To, we have to. We have to figure out the scenario. Why that he's was this spinning. person in the car? And why, how long had it been since he last saw him that he grew out his nails? Unless he got like <laughs> right tips. He knew, Maybe he got he tips. knew he had grown his nails out. So and he said he knew he'd grown his nails out. And the stranger in the passenger seat says, "I tell you right now, if you hate on me, I'll scratch you to death." Why is a gay person who knows he's a pastor who hates gay people? Listen. Getting in the car and saying, <laughs> if you don't like me, I'm going to murder you. I mean, listen, I've never hitchhiked personally, but I've seen a lot of movies and TV shows and I read a lot of true crime. And I feel like that is the kind of conversation hitchhikers have is like, <laughs> if you make a move on me, I have a knife and I will fucking murder you sure. because they feel unsafe or and yet, sex workers do that. And this guy <laughs> is just <laughs> strolling around the streets, picking up just picking people up to, people take, to, to take to church. I, I have so many church. questions about Evening that. Evening church. Anyway, back to the main part where he yeah, said, I'm going to murder you if you criticize my friend. He was talking about his friend, James Randolph. Let's talk about James Randolph because this is actually important. I keep important. thinking you're about to say James Randy, and it throws me for a loop <laughs> every time. Sorry. No, it's there not. You go. It's so strange. Randolph yeah. is the son of a ten, uh, son-in-law of a televangelist named Mark Barclay. Who is Mark like Barclay? Just follow me here. son-in-law of a televangelist is the worst human So he he's in the be. family business. Yes. So Mark Barclay was a Christian grifter who once asked his followers to donate $79,000 so he could repaint his private jet. Oh, how did, how did it come family. out? I'm sure it was lovely. So this is the family Randolph married into. Randolph also served as a minister in Mark Barclay's Living Word International Church. So the dude we are talking about, James Randolph, is in the family business of televangelism. And he married into it. Uh-huh, married into it. 
or at least he was part of that ministry until, until last month when he was charged with all these alleged crimes. Okay. What was he charged with? Let me tell you. Wait, he can was, I guess oh, first? Oh, you're not. Yeah, sure. You oh, get one Wait, guess. is it bad? Is it? I mean, it's bad, but it's not specific. So if it's a, well, so if it's a crime, that that's what I wanted to discuss. Like, it's a crime. So it's not like he cheated on his wife or something like that. This no, is not, what we're, ta- we're talking about. Criminal thing. We're talking charges. criminal charges. It has to be some kind of pedophilia kind of deal. So let's talk. Randolph was arrested and charged with first degree criminal sexual conduct involving a relationship, four counts of second degree criminal sexual conduct, and one count of accosting children for immoral purposes for crimes allegedly occurring in 2011. Got it in one. Hmm. Randolph is charged with seven felony counts, I just told you, mm. and is out of jail right now on a $500,000 cash bond. His second degree criminal sexual conduct charge include one allegedly with a person under 13 years old and two involving a relationship. So we're talking... A charge of criminal sexual conduct against a child. Now, the specifics of that, we don't know the answer to because it's not a public record. The church says he was placed on administrative leave after the charges were filed. They added, like, very pridefully, it sounds like, the allegations do not involve the church. And and the alleged acts did not take place in the church. So, like, don't blame us. Not Jesus' fault. By the way, this... He only lives in the church. Right. The the arrest came months after someone else who worked at the same church was charged with almost identical crimes. That's not part of this story, but I just want to point that out. So... I don't know what this guy did with the child, allegedly. I don't know what else he is actually accused of, but the charges are serious Mm. and they will be tried in court. Thankfully, they're being taken seriously by people outside the church. But this is the backdrop to what is that preacher from the very beginning audio clip? What's he talking about? Going back to what he said for a second. Here's what he said at the beginning of that clip. You might have heard that my friend, James Randolph, has been lied about recently. And then he said, I believe justice will be served and all liars will be exposed. But then he says... Is he accusing children of being liars? uh, And anyone who sympathizes with them. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm not going to let people talk like that around here. They're Mm -hmm. not going to come here to videotape. I don't know what they're going to (laughs) videotape. But he says, if you still talk to them, people who believe the charges, I guess. If you still talk to them and you listen to them, you, people in this church are going to be sniped and taken out. That is what he said to the people who believe the allegations. What I like about Christianity is it's not at all like a cult. Not at all. So he, oh later God, in the he threatened his congregants, and they're like, yay, yeah. we get to murder people. Uh, he also urged his church in another clip to avoid social media, where details about that case might be posted Honestly, online. overall, not bad advice. Mm-hmm. Avoid social media. I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the guy who clipped the sermon, at least the first person I saw who clipped the sermon, also noted that in a different part of the sermon, he also bragged about how his two-year-old child obeys him because this guy threatens his son with a wooden spoon. Two-year-old children don't obey anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Neither do, like, 14-year-old children. Yeah, Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, you for, should, if you have a child and your expectation of it is obedience, you, <laughs> you need to get that. yourself a German shepherd. Yeah, um... For what it's worth, uh, he also said in that sermon, uh, Adopt, don't he's shop. going to court tomorrow, and I believe he's going to be like freed. Or tomorrow, whatever tomorrow, tomorrow being when he made that sermon. Oh, gotcha. When he went to that court hearing, mm-hmm. which was earlier this week, um, court records just show that the court denied a motion brought by his attorney to like amend the terms of his bond. Long story short, 
they're still holding hearings on this guy. Mm. The case is expected to go to court. Is he, it's still ongoing. Is he in jail or is he free? I believe he's free. Okay. Um, I don't know what the terms of the bond are specifically, mm. but the point is this will be heard in court. I don't mm. know if it'll be a jury trial or a judge decides it or whatever, mm. but you know how this is going to end because even if this dude, James Randolph, is found guilty. Slap on the wrist. What is this? Well, maybe. But what's this pastor going to do? He's not going to admit he misjudged no. his friend. He's not going to admit his best friend is indeed a perv. Mm. <laughs> like that's to Who's use his word. Like it's not 1996. Um, like he'll just get more defensive and then yeah. ignore any evidence of the crimes. And if people in his congregation dare to consider the proof, he will treat them as outcasts and slander them with like religious rhetoric and then cut them out of any church-based social circles like cults. I mean, it's so sad. It's so sad that these children are de- shrapnel in this this legacy of men feeling insecure and trying to exert their power over anybody they can. And Mm -hmm. so often the only person they have power over is children. I mean, this is, this is such a symptom of toxic masculinity. It, It really is like the fact that men time after time after time, and some women, mostly men get into power and then do horrible things like Power does not corrupt. Power shows who you are. And if you are an insecure mess who needs power and you can't get it over your boss or your congregation or your wife, you're going to control whatever you can. And if that's a child, so be it. If it's an animal, even better. Like, this is horrible. Horrible. These poor children. These poor children. In the name of what? Amarillo's world's giant cross? Like, (laughs) they have the biggest cross in this... um, quadrant of the earth what's it called fucking hemisphere (laughs) like really this is a little place this is amarillo texas and all of this shit is going on it's going on all across the country because men are broken i just it's so fucking sad these guys need to get a fucking hobby well a different hobby because the ones they have are very weird Um, think sexual assault can be considered a hobby even in the most glib <laughs> circumstances. Let's talk about Denmark. Last story for you here. Okay. Because I don't have any is, stories about Denmark. Uh, don't worry, I do. Uh, <laughs> Denmark just passed a law making it a crime to desecrate holy books in public. Oh, uh, we've done this. Like, we talked this about is it the earlier. end of a, of a long situation. Yeah, and they chose the wrong approach yeah, here. Denmark, I um, thought you were supposed to be the good ones. They are supposed to be the good ones. So last week, they the nation's parliament passed a bill making it illegal to burn the Quran in public places. Specifically only the Quran? Well, ah. not quite. <laughs> but they also said you can't burn the Quran in public places, and you can't do it in private places if you record it and post it online. The bill technically applies to other religious texts and other forms of supposed desecration, but we all know what they're referring to. But but it's not name-checked as the Quran. It's name-checked as whole. Okay, I just want to make sure we're clear on that. The bill prohibits, quote, inappropriate treatment of writings with significant religious importance for a recognized religious community. Recognized religious communities. They actually have a, you have to apply to be like a registered religion and Uh, the bar may be low, but you have to be on the list, which again, the list includes everything. I forgot other countries are better. Yeah. Um, But, In practical terms, this is according to an article about this, in practical terms, it will be forbidden to burn, tear, or otherwise defile holy texts, 
either publicly mm. or in videos intended to be disseminated widely. Intended Those who break to be feels a little. Uh, yeah, it's ambiguous. Those who break the law risk a fine or up to two years in prison. Hmm. So we talked about how this was a possibility Can a couple months ago. you imagine a Danish ago. prison, though? I bet you get fresh pastries it's every probably, morning. It's probably and nice. like a little reading nook. Huh. <laughs> but this means in 2017, when we talked about this last time, well, sorry, in 2017, Denmark repealed its 334-year-old blasphemy law. That was in 2017. They repealed it. It was useless. It was outdated. And six it was years time. later, they're like, seven. actually. Yeah. Seven years later, they're now bringing it back. Oh. And the reason they're doing this mm. specifically, and this is when we talked about it a couple of months ago, there were a series of protests and deliberate provocations in countries like Denmark and Sweden nearby that have smaller Muslim populations. Mm. But in Denmark alone, between like July and October, there were like 500 book and flag burnings some of which involved burning the Quran. And it was basically an attempt to block immigration by Muslims yeah. and from Islamic countries. So it's a lot of right-wing bigots doing this specifically to piss off Muslims. Yeah, this feels like it should have been less about, oh, we need to protect religious bo books and more we need to protect the Muslim population. That is <laughs> Maybe basically that's how why... I would have approached this instead of being like, yeah, the problem is they burnt a book. No, the problem is they're antagonizing Muslims. Well, and that this is, is why the way they're they doing, doing it. it. So this bill isn't about free speech or opposing free speech. It's really trying to do a peace offering to prevent diplomatic fallouts. And part of that is capitalistic because Denmark has ongoing uh, trade uh, yeah. a trade with Saudi countries. That's part mm. of it. They also don't want like right-wing Muslims to be mad at them. Sure. And so the end result is that this action, which on the surface like doesn't hurt anybody, even if a right-wing bigot is doing something uh, I find stupid, yeah. doesn't hurt anybody, but now they're going to call it a crime, mm. which means well-intentioned free speech activists will be swept under the same rug as anti-Islamic zealots who want to just provoke Muslims. Mm. And to be clear, like burning a book, even as an act of provocation just to make people mad, mm. that is not in the same crime ballpark as anyone who commits violence in response. <laughs> Truly. Like, but intent should count for something, but it won't under this new law. And one of the high-ranking politicians in Danish politics said when the bill was even presented... It is a cornerstone of our democracy that you have the right to express yourself. Mm -hmm. You also have to behave properly. And no, you don't. Behavior is in the eye of the beholder. <sighs> yeah. Um, I mean, so I, like, free expression doesn't mean anything if certain forms of free expression that are nonviolent and symbolic and don't put anyone in direct danger are forbidden. Point. And so here's, here are some questions that I would love answers to, but I don't have. What if someone burns a blank book with no writing inside, but says on camera, this is a Quran? Like, does it actually have to be a holy book? Does that person get punished? I don't know. What if you burn a Quran during a YouTube live stream in front of like a viewing audience of practically nobody? Sure. But then, but like, it says are the you actually to distribute? Right? Are you trying to disseminate it widely? I know you all want a wider audience on YouTube, but right. if you don't have it, does that count? Yeah. Um, actually, remember the Denmark-based publication Jillen's Posten? They were the ones who years ago post uh, published printed cartoons of Muhammad, purposely provocative. Mm -hmm. They said in response to a draft of this law that even someone with a very low profile on YouTube, like they can have so many followers mm -hmm. that such a live stream could be declared illegal. Mm -hmm. What if you burn the book in private, 
but someone else records you doing it without your knowledge or gets a hold of the video and then disseminates it widely. Who yeah. gets in trouble then? The person disseminating it or the person on camera? Mm. I mean, what if in response to this law, there's a mass burning of holy books as an act of free speech without the actual intention to disparage religious sure. groups? Are the police going to go after all of them? Mm. I don't know. Like, that's where it's messed up. In Sweden, where they have a lot of similar concerns, especially capitalistic ones, mm. their politicians have not gone this far yet. Yeah. They're at least considering whether they should consider national security risks before punishing people for, like, burning a holy book. Like, if this, sure, if okay. this is going to create a riot, yeah. we may go after you. If you're doing it in the name of free speech... Maybe not, but also, again, Uh, what determines that distinction? Because there are zealots who will go after random nobodies who do this sort of thing who aren't trying to start it. So I don't know. Hmm. But the politicians who support the bill, they're saying it's not as extreme as you think it is because you can still do written criticisms of religion or oral criticisms of religion. Thanks, Denmark. They said like (laughs) Muhammad cartoons, like the ones in that newspaper years ago, those would be legal. But if you're banning book burnings... Even if you can appreciate the sentiment behind it, what if like, I what if I tear up a book? Is that the same thing? What if I cut it? What which if I type it, of book? What if, if I what if I throw a Quran in uh, in a wood chipper? You are desecrating it. So then, it's desecration. It's not yeah, burning. Correct. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, then I missed. But that. like, if you're banning book burnings, mm. you are giving and, and specifically banning holy, holy book, book burnings. burnings. You are giving those books a special status they don't deserve. Like, and if we're carving out an exemption for certain religions or any religion, Mm. why stop there? Like, why not go after deliberately provocative cartoons of Muhammad? Why don't the rules apply to other beliefs and other books Mm -hmm. that are revered by large groups of people? Like, again, I don't worship, like, on the origin of species, but would I be pissed off if someone burned it? Yeah, probably. Uh, But also, no one cares. Okay, no one cares. Can I just pick a book? Pick a book no, you tr- like. It doesn't matter if it's burned because they don't care about it under this law. Is no, my no, point. no. I understand. Like, I think just I don't. I cannot imagine anything that isn't like a singular possession of mine being burnt and me feeling any kind of way. Right, about but it doesn't it. matter. That's I the know point. It doesn't. If but people like, did, if people did, it doesn't count because they don't care about your feelings, I but understand. they do care if it's a religious feeling. It That's ju- the problem. I just want to kind of take a larger perspective of like, maybe the act of burning a book should not be the provoc, pro- Provo- provocation. Yeah. Got it. I mean, especially it, if it's like, your property and it's like, like maybe that. if we started having more conversations with religious leaders about like symbolic speech and what you have to uh, tolerate and what you don't. And like, well, I they've been know. trying to like, have that with Muslim leaders for decades. Yeah, and that hasn't guess. gone anywhere. Just, this all feels gross. Um, Humanist UK, they issued a statement against the new blasphemy law. They said this new law is a considerable backward step for Denmark in fulfilling its obligation to promote and protect the universal human rights of freedom of religion or belief and freedom of expression. Mm. And their one of their directors said to suggest like, we would never advocate for desecration of books, venerated objects, and symbols. Mm-hmm. But to suggest that this, in and of itself, impacts a person's right to freedom of thought, conscience, and religion is unacceptable. Sure. Unless it's constituted as part of a wider hate crime. Human rights law applies to people. Books, venerated objects, symbols, much like flags, are not protected Ooh, that's by the right to freedom of religion or belief. So now it's going to become a law. It's like a formality. The queen has to stamp it with her tiara or something. Wasn't there a thing with Denmark that they were trying to join NATO or the Uh, EU? Not Denmark. 
Or was um, it something else? Finland was. Was it Finland? Oh, and okay. I think they're in, so they're fine. But this was an issue where... I just felt like where, it was sort of part of that conversation of... I think Denmark is... Yeah. Mm, I forgot. Okay. I'm not going to comment. So, again, I'm wondering, is Denmark actually going to imprison people for criminal acts with no victims? Yeah, this that's feels where like this is it's going. ultimately going to have very little teeth. It's we'll my that, that's my guess. My guess is that we're but probably Denmark never... Is, Denmark is coddling them now. They are, that's but the I... mistake. I mean, not best case scenario, but hopefully we just never hear about it again because I it's one so. of those, like, the way that there's still some places that, like, it's illegal to but, walk on the right side of the sidewalk when it's sunny But now it's, it's on out. the books. Of course, And the question is, by having it on the books, someone is going to call, is going to use that to justify whatever they want to go after, and that's oh. going to be a problem down the road unless they repeal it, which they're not doing right now. Mm, my guess is I bet we're going to see some kind of demonstration, like you said, of like a mass burning of a lot I of shit. I think that's going to happen. I, and I, I, it, I don't see how else we can demonstrate the frivolity, frivolity of this law, right? Like, yeah. it's pointless. That's all I got. Really? Mm-hmm. That went fast. I didn't cry once. Only an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. You um, can uh, reach out to us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. You mm-hmm. can support this show by going to patreon.com slash friendlyatheistpodcast. Mm-hmm. Hey, we appreciate the support. You can always... Um, Email us. We used to read listener emails a lot more frequently. We don't really get those kind anymore. So, uh, friendly atheist podcast at gmail.com, right? Mm-hmm. Do we have any reviews we to read? We sure do. This is from Painsky. My weekly oasis of sanity. You two in this podcast are who helped solidify my Christian deconstruction and give me permission to finally use the A word. Thank you for your fresh perspectives every week on our crazy world. We are assholes. (laughs) Jessica, thank you for always saying how dirty garbage trash people us white men are. I'm trying to be better every day. Y'all are awesome. (laughs) Listen, when I dunk on white men, and I do it a lot, this is just... She means it. Every word. I mean every word, but it's more of an invitation for you to do some self-examination and not <laughs> an indictment on you personally. Um, we have a bonus episode coming back. There yep. goes my phone. I saw a movie. You did? Kind of. What was it called? I'll tell you. In the bonus. Okay. That's not how plugs work, but whatever. Um, last week, Mikey and I saw Waitress, the musical with Sarah Bareilles in movie theaters. Like AMC by us does a series... Uh, so we saw Anything Goes a couple of years ago with um, Sutton, uh, Sutton, Sutton Foster. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we just saw Waitress. And I'd never seen it. I'd never really listened to the um, the soundtrack because I like to see it first. And reader, I wept <laughs> in <laughs> such a real way. It was outstanding. Sarah Burrell is a fucking talent of a generation. I adore her. I'm also about a third of the way into the most recent Hunger Games book, the prequel, Ballad of Songbird and Snakes, or Snakes and Songbirds, unclear. I'm really enjoying it so far, and I would like to talk to you about it. Also, um, as we talked about when you came pre-Mike, I'm rewatching 30 Rock for the first time in a really long time, and just am having kind of a religious experience about it, and would like to talk about it. All right, we'll see you in the bonus. Bye. Bye.